0: Eidar Thor Stefansson
1: What is up stat check folks I am by myself, because Ennis can't navigate an airport by himself, and Nathan decided that he has things that are more important than all of you, so remember, who really loves you during this holiday season? It's me. Um, yeah, what's going on, guys? Talk to me, folks. We need things to talk about. Yes, there will be a lot of Ad Mech bashing. They're a lame army for nerds that I totally wouldn't be playing if there was more. Melee in it. That's absolutely true. <laughs> if they just had a uh, fires of whatever the shit that makes Ad players cry, then maybe, just maybe, I too would play them. Yeah, Anthony versus the world. That's true. NOS nailed it. It's a lunchtime in New Zealand. Oh God, man, time zones are confusing. Very simple, man. Hmm. <laughs> Let people filter in for a minute or two before I just start spouting off about nonsense. Is there anything better than the fact that Guard won't be at LVO? I really think that's the best thing that's happened in months. God, it's so nice that they're just not going to be there in an ideal world. That faction is such bullshit. They're either NPCs and awful and useless, which is what they deserve to be, or entirely broken, and in an ideal world, they just would never be in yeah yeah no no guard at alvia that's the dream tim you said you were in miami i assumed you were doing reckless shit so that's why we didn't even try and tag you in uh the others aren't here this week because ennis can't figure out how to navigate an airport despite having been in them tons of times and nathan decided he has more important stuff to do than hang out with you guys so again remember your favorite when the holidays grow close. You're sending a Kiwi to Elvio with Custodes. Oh, gross. Does that mean David's playing Custodes? There's no other Kiwis that go to LVO. That's not real. Oh, I appreciate that, Tim. LVO doing set terrain and no player plays. It's not set terrain. It'll just be certain pieces on certain layouts will be set as opposed to uh, the other way around where you just place whatever you like. So now you only have to play like, it's like a tower defense game instead of full roller coaster tycoon. You just put down parts of it as opposed to all of it. Uh, he didn't mess up in Newark. He apparently threw in Heathrow. I think that's what I've heard. Your favorite being curious, is fair. That's most people's favorite, and he is better than most of us, so that's that's valid. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, this is our this is our life now, folks. This is what life without without the others looks like. It's just it's just me until we get potentially the rest. Who knows? Um, maybe just maybe Ennis will pop out of the floor like a Scottish groundhog or whatever animal that does that. Heathrow could be easy to navigate, but you got to take that up with Ennis. I don't know, man. Newark's pretty straightforward, I thought when I was there, but. No, Cliff, Cliff's house betrayed him. Uh, not like the members of his family, but like his physical structure. Um, how did Innes actually find the USA? Innes seemed to enjoy himself. Uh, we took him to a crazy good restaurant. We His first meal in the US was USA McDonald's, which was kind of funny. Um, and then from there, you know, it was pretty good. We had a good time. Um... I'm sticking. I am sticking with Emperor's Children for Elvio most likely. Um, I would not play Bile again outside of teams if you put uh, unless you put like a a weapon to my head. Um, Bile was fun, but boy, not having options sucks. <laughs> Budget NS, aka Chris. That's not nice, Alex. Don't call him that. my tournament was good um i don't know how ennis found the usa as he can't navigate airports he he didn't have to i don't know maybe some like nice lady like held his hand and walked him through the airport the first time but past that i couldn't tell you um my tournament was good Uh, i played round one on stream you guys all got to see that um so that was cool and then I played a bunch of the rest of the oh, event uh, in the one bracket on Winpath. So I played a lot of people that lost in the first round. So some people caught an unfortunate pair of hands, um, and that was that. Bikes and EC, ugh, please no. I they're so expensive. They're functionally five points per model more for a minimum sized unit. So I can't. I cannot get behind that. Uh, GSC are scary because they're confusing and my brain is tiny. Okay, Jesus Christ, finally. Um, Surprise! (laughs) there's extra people, it just took them forever to get here. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Stat Check, NPC Faction Unplayable. And uh, we have Anthony with us, uh, but joining us as a special guest because we are... Short of people because Nathan and Ennis are both on planes or in airports is a friend of the show Francois and uh, one of my co-hosts on the Canhammer podcast. Notable. Hey, non-notable, non-notable player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, now I know what Francois looks like. It ruins the ruins the mystery. I just, just knowing what it sounds like. oh uh, you would have met him at all his dust, anyways. Yeah, you're not going
3: to Elvio. Not what you imagined. No, I can't. My teaching schedule just won't allow it.
1: Oh, I guess that makes some sense. Oh, so you're probably real anti-push WTC forward then.
3: Uh, so I'm good actually because I my semester ends. I'm basically off from June till September. Oh, okay.
1: Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, it's okay if you can push it forward. Yeah, oh, it's fine as long as it's as long as it's in July. I'm good. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> June, no good. <laughs> uh, June gets dicey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so welcome everyone to the actual episode now. Uh, does anybody else have any ridiculous questions they'd like to ask me specifically before we go into real show? Because I did bait a whole bunch of people into watching by being like, I'm going to be by myself. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I've been taken over by the Canadians, that's true. <laughs> Uh, My current EC build that I'm testing next has a unit of 5 spawn in it, so keep an eye out for that. (laughs) Because fuck getting smited long ways.
2: I guess they are the most efficient points per wound unit in the book, aren't they? They
1: sure are. And if you shoot at them and fail, they heal. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's really annoying. They're also just fast enough to be in front of the Terminators. And you can delightful agonies them in Emperor's Children. <laughs> yeah, because I get the slush keyword. Slash keyword. That's actually slash my keyword. Fuck you, Thousand Sons. Except you, TJ. Love you. Um, yeah. Spawner <laughs> where it's at. This episode should be titled The Free Healthcare Takeover. If Kenny had a choice in this, that would be what it was called. He called Kiri that most of the weekend. <laughs> Yep. Uh, more or less still on the same Votan build. Last questions. More or less still on the same Votan build, I think, is best. But I did post a pretty unhinged Zerker build in our Discord today. If you want to see that, go to our Patreon and subscribe. All right. Now we should do real episode things. Talk to us about math and stuff, Jeremy. Alright, weekly, weekly stats. I'll go
2: through just real quickly. There were, I believe, eight events this weekend that I tracked. Just going to double check. Nine events that I tracked this weekend because there was one on down under pairings. Um, we had Chaos, which is mainly T-Suns with Flamers or Chaos Knights with Flamers or Bile with Flamers, had a 63.7% win rate. One event win, four top fours, and an rep of 1.74. They were the second most popular faction, if I remember correctly, not counting Space Marines.
3: That's pretty
1: high. On the...
3: who knew this many people owned flamers? Yeah, on the
1: win rate and player total bump, that's a big number. Yeah, uh,
2: in terms of popularity, Space Marines maintain their hold. Chaos Space Marines are second. Craft Worlds is third. Chaos Demons is fourth. Chaos Soup is sixth, and then. Uh, right behind them is Leagues of Votan, who actually have more players this week than Tyranids and Necrons and we've Tau and Orcs. And pardon, I said we've been replaced. We have been the the short. It's the the short kings are so are slowly taken over. Um, I can't
1: like that faction.
2: Uh, they were also the second most winning faction of the weekend. They had a win rate of sixty one percent, one event win, two, four top fours, and an overrep of one point nine seven.
1: Uh, so, you know, they're doing fine. That's pretty good. Yeah. For being uh, the second highest in rep, third, that was third or fourth.
2: Uh, they're like, I think they're third when you exclude the two marine factions, because obviously those get broken out into like six or seven each. Right. Right. Um, and then third of the week is Gene Steeler Cult. Only six players, but they had a 60% win rate and one top four. So they had an over-up of 1.81. It's so yes, the same thing did. with like. Yeah, uh, apparently GSC players that are still holding on to the faction are doing quite well with it. Uh, Tyranids, completely dead faction, 21 players, 59.5% win rate, one event win, and three top fours for an over up of 1.55.
1: And at least Uh, one loss to Grey Knights.
2: At least one loss to Grey Knights. Maybe (laughs) more. (laughs) <laughs> uh tyranids uh no sorry chaos space marines 30 players like their numbers continue to increase week after week after week i wouldn't be surprised if another couple months they actually come close to space marines uh provided they don't get hit in the nuts by an abaddon nerf or something along those lines in the next balance day slate they had a 55 percent win rate one event win and four top fours for an over of 1.45 and then rounding us out is uh chaos demons with 26 players a 53.7% win rate, two event wins, and three top fours for an overrep of
1: Hmm.
2: 1.25. Notable is Guard had a 35.8% win rate this weekend. uh, And New Guard had a 39.5% win rate this weekend.
1: Just doing their best to lose. Good job, folks. Uh, uh,
2: apparently, they went from, we're going to have a 60% win rate with new guard to a 40% win rate with new guard.
1: It's
3: almost like... How many new guard players? Though?
1: Uh, Like 10.
2: Not it's very almost good. like week
1: to week win rate is probably not the thing that you should like super focus on. No, but if continual weeks you see people sitting at the 60s, there's
2: probably a problem. Yes. Looking at you, Chaos and Tyranids.
1: Yes, ignore the Harlequins. Don't pay attention yeah. to those.
2: Although, amusingly <laughs> enough, the second highest uh, overrep at 1.81 was Thousand Suns with six players, because they had one top four. Nice. And that's pure T-Suns. No Flamers.
1: No Flamers. Oh, it's like they're so, not even trying. I know. Except
2: that one uh, dude from Leeds. What a hero. He is indeed a hero. Uh, and Space Marines are still setting at a 43% win rate for the weekend, which is, you know, a little bit on the sad side, but you know, that's where they've been sitting all edition. So no change is good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and you'll be happy to hear this because Stoads had a 41.5% win rate this weekend.
1: Every week they lose more games than they win. It's what they deserve.
2: (laughs) All right. uh, That's the stats for the week. Uh, Anthony, how was your weekend?
1: My weekend was great. Uh, I had an awesome time. We made NS go to bed at something approximating reasonable hours. Uh, we yeah, we played a tournament I lost in the first round, which hasn't happened to me in two years. happened to me since the first time that I played at uh, a GT-sized event. So between my last GT and my first GT, I both lost in the first round. And that is the only two times that has happened. Um, yeah. That was that was an interesting eye-opener for the list. It was like, oh, I can't go wide because we're playing directly at each other, and I can't hit your castle enough. And if you put one unit behind another unit, unit two is now immortal. So, all right, let's we'll see how this goes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and you lost to the same person that I lost to at that event, which was yes. Tony, the sisters' player.
1: Yes, um, who
2: ended up playing, I think he ended up playing placing 5th overall or 6th overall.
1: Uh it definitely wasn't 5th cuz I got 5th and he had two losses. So um, he would have
2: been 6th cuz he he finished right above me then. Yeah, he
1: lost to TJ and then caught the hands from Ennis, but shout yes. out to Tony, he did really well. He played our game super well. So
2: Yeah, he played my game exceptionally well. Uh lost that game by 2 points over three berserks failing to kill two novitiates with full heavy rolls to hit and them having a token
1: fools
2: yep i split my attacks i put three into one and two into the characters i should have put all five into the novitiates and just said i need that unit dead yep because they went on to be a noose pain in my in my rear for the rest of the game
1: yeah i'd be like that sometimes did you kill oh, the yeah, characters I had... or did you just kill them that one did you split the character no- the character
2: died oh, and okay. then he did the sisters thing i'm going to pay cp and a miracle dice and they come back to life. Yeah, it was just like right. You can do that. Yeah. So uh, so so there was it. Was resources spent and didn't get anything out of it. But yeah, learned a lesson. Don't split. Don't split your attacks if you need a unit, especially dead. That's you know one of the first lessons you learn usually. Often trolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I played. I lost to Innis immediately after that. I would. I will admit, I played that game very tilted. Uh, Ah. over after my my game against Sisters. I was just like, I'm just going to do this and I'm playing into Innis and this is going to be an interesting game. And we'll see uh, how this goes. Took Interrogate and managed to score three points on it.
1: The three is impressive. I'm surprised it wasn't zero. (laughs)
2: Well, the first time I was out of deny range.
1: What does he have that doesn't... No, wait, no, I wasn't
2: out of deny range. I rolled a ten on it. Oh, and he was just like, I guess you get that. Yeah, he he tried to deny it anyways because I only have two casts. Yeah. had plenty of denies in range
3: um and then the second one he denied and then my psyker died yeah yeah unless the unless the nid player has old one eye in their list you, you oh, you're gonna be in
1: definitely range. for parasite okay. there's a couple tiernid sure. prime yeah see tiernid prime oh imagine <laughs> you want exploding sixes oh no, don't do that, please. Imagine uh, looking at the Hive Tyrant data sheet and being like, you know, you know what I could do instead with my HP slots? Taking one of those. Yeah, and you can give him Reaper. Oh, uh, stop. That's one way to ensure your Reaper doesn't die on turn two, Inis. uh yeah, that was turn one. Oh, uh, no, the against Sean it was. The other time, not so much. All right, again, Sean, it was turn one. Yeah, Innis is going to have to come on every podcast in the future just so he can defend himself from getting no context flamed.
2: <laughs> Innis played an exceptionally good weekend. He finished third, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he, got he just third. dropped that one game to Gray Knights. Yep. Uh, who, in Innis's defense, played an absolutely amazing and also hell of a win path because he then went on to play TJ. Yep. Uh, who TJ beat by I think six points. Yep. Um, but yeah it was it was a hell of a weekend it was a great event I was really happy to go down there Uh, I do have a little bit of a blurb that I want to read because uh, the event was actually a charity event yep sure Uh, was uh, and so the event was put was so this is the second year that this event's been running if I remember correctly from talking to from what uh, uh, Linda said yes Uh, so the event was kicked off by Linda Melendez Uh, she is the president of the National Federation of the Blind of New Jersey Uh, And so what they are is the National Federation of the Blind of New Jersey is an affiliate of the National Federation of the Blind. It's a community of blind and sighted people who believe in the hopes and dreams of blind people. Uh, Every day they raise the expectations of blind people because low expectations create obstacles between blind people and their dreams. Uh, They accomplish this through a number of initiatives from advocating for legislation to providing independent skills training through their educational programs. Uh, Their BELL, which stands for Braille Enrichment for Literacy and Learning Academy, welcomes blind students between the ages of 4 and 12 for two weeks every summer to learn braille and non-visual skills needed to help them grow into confident and independent blind adults who can live the lives they want. Uh, Their scholarship program provides five scholarships every year to high-achieving blind college or graduate students who excel in both academics and in their communities, um, and they just put out a special thanks to the Warhammer community for our support as the money that, that, that we've raised will support those programs and help blind people turn their dreams into reality. Uh, and this is all going to be in the show notes and in the uh, the, description, the description down below. There'll also be a link to the National Federation of the Blind of New Jersey. Uh, if I remember correctly hearing at the end of the event, we raised somewhere north of $3,500 for yep. uh, the National Federation of the Blind of New Jersey, which was... Really awesome, and uh, there were a few people who were, t- who were in attendance. Uh, if I remember correctly, there was one individual who was blind who was being who was playing with his father, uh, and he had an absolute blast. I think I believe his name was Dean.
1: Dean,
0: yep.
2: Uh, and he just he had a grand time that entire weekend. And so I was. It was very weird being in the position because I had traveled for this event, and people had pointed out that I had traveled for this event. So I had multiple individuals coming up to me during the weekend thanking me for having come out. Yeah. Which for me, I'm just like I'm here to play 40k I'm on vacation. To fun. yeah yeah
1: but you got to do things so cool yeah
2: no it was awesome it was a great weekend um highly recommend uh kenny and his tournament staff they put on an amazing tournament uh do not recommend games workshop terrain just because it's boring and monotonous and a, monolithic
1: a bit binary
2: it's very binary playing the same layout for six games in a row got real boring yep god bless wtc praise be uh, yeah that was my weekend From my side, what have you been up to
3: uh this weekend i went to a small rtt well i guess not that small there was 20 players but only three rounds right that's a thick rtt and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tickets suddenly started selling and uh, we ended up packed uh, 20 into the store uh, which was great and uh i took a votan list that anthony made fun of me for taking yep. and told me it was bad Good. and i won all three of my games so my my bad choices Did are, get are first? now being re- reinforced
1: yes <laughs> i was hoping you got like
3: second point <laughs> or
1: something so i could be like
3: ah well yeah. i got i got first because strength of schedule was the tiebreaker uh, and i ended up playing uh two team canada members <laughs> so I, I had a the toughest path to my wins and yeah, I was second in battle points, so in your heart, you can say I was. Yeah, second. you get a pass
1: this time. One good <laughs> tournament opponent tournament, opponent game you'd, win. Have, you'd have gotten second. Yeah, sorry, Jeremy. What was that? No,
2: I was just saying at least it wasn't an opponent game win.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, the non consensual sure. team tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
3: No, it was super fun. I uh, I really enjoy the Votam. they're uh, they're fun, they they shoot a lot, the Berserkers are amazing, and uh, I got to make. Uh, a poor night player, very very upset because that's about the hardest counter you can think of in the game.
0: Yep,
1: you can't hide. I can shoot. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And yes, Alex, I do actually prefer player place terrain to GW, but I will put that with the caveat of I prefer our player place terrain to GW, not Frontline Gaming's player place terrain. I still think that they should enforce something with regards to the middle to avoid that first turn drop, because if not. Every single game at LVO, I'm gonna be like, so do
1: I win the role to win the game, or do I
2: (laughs) get to just deal with the fact that my opponent placed a ruin where I can't interact with it?
1: Do they did they mention if the fixed centerpieces will be for all layouts or just that one? I believe it was just the Necron one. Yeah, I didn't read that part of the article super critically. I was just It came up while we were at
2: the event. I need to go back and reread it because that also came with the the rest of the announcements with
1: regards
3: to the guard codex.
1: Yeah, the correct and good announcement. The, um,
3: I do feel a little bad for guard players. They're going to have gone an entire edition without having their codex live for LVO.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Better that they go an entire edition with no codex, <laughs> then it ruins this LVO.
3: Yeah, although I do feel a
2: little badly for them because LVO, or rather Frontline Gaming, has chosen to interpret the... Uh, Content validity document as meaning December thirty first things expire instead of January thirty first. Yeah, so that, like, part's uh, so that part's fucked. So that part they don't good. get. They don't get inquisitors. They don't get the Cadian supplement. They don't get the um, the Sion regiments or any of those rules, and they don't get any of the regular guard upgraded strats that uh, that they really rely on. So no tank aces, no full payload manticores. No halo fire on your Lehman Russes. Yep. It's bad. Yeah. So I don't think you'll see you will, you might see a handful of hardcore guard players at LVO,
1: if any. Yeah. In an ideal world, that codex would have gotten lost in the ocean, but this is a close second.
2: I mean, in an ideal world, they release a guard codex that's actually balanced and people enjoy playing into.
1: Yeah. Um maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't 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 think think they did.
1: I don't think by the design design of that army that's actually possible. Mm. It's just cheap, way too fast infantry that has obsec, and then guns that shoot really hard. But they die, you say? But they're cheap. (laughs) So it doesn't matter.
3: Hey, At least the infantry is slower now. It doesn't go as fast as an Eldar jet bike anymore. It can.
1: If you don't advance the jet bike
2: sure <laughs> no even then it can't because don't jet bikes move 16 inches
1: base uh it depends on the bike yeah but yeah wow yeah so they can move 12 now not 24 i guess
2: Uh, Yeah, I fully expect Brett, uh, the Katakan Urbanowski, to show up with guard
1: of some form. Yeah, yeah, he probably will do. What am I going to break if GW releases the guard codex on the 15th? As long as list lock is still open and I can change things, that's fine. If it's after (laughs) list lock and they're like, only guard gets to change, then I'll be furious. Um, (laughs) But that would be a funny way to make it so that you had to commit to bringing shit guard and then bet that they'll release the codex on time. That'd be pretty funny. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not.
3: A- you get to really find out who has a crystal ball there.
1: <laughs> yeah. or just inside information, you know?
3: Well,
2: that's but what I meant. 40K, yeah.
1: So we pretend that no one has that. and We just keep it moving.
2: Yeah. Now I have heard through the grapevine, a little bit of scuttlebutt. Uh-oh. I don't know if people are interested in, uh, in rumors or not okay but i imagine that they usually are because everyone loves drama uh so apparently uh the oh i was also just checking four of the uh flg train pieces will have fixed centerpieces out of the seven so that's actually pretty good
1: that is pretty good good job frontline
2: I have the the article open in front of me. Um, but one of the interesting things is that the guard codex may very well be out by the list lock deadline for LVO. Anyway, so all of this could have been for nothing,
0: <laughs>
2: including that lovely little announcement that Frontline Gaming made and then subsequently rewrote, which was very weird that it happened that way because you saw the announcement come out and they said, you know, GW has asked us to, 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 to not do this and then You know, basically, I can't think of the word in. Yeah, I can't think of the of the word right now. But uh, doing things alongside others, um, along with the WTC, which doesn't really have any events until July or June or August,
1: (laughs) sometime in the the summer.
2: Sometime in the summer, we don't know when yet.
1: Captain's decisions, yay! And the
2: and the UKTC that they wouldn't use the guard codex until it was fully out. However. No one's really said why they're all saying this. And common, I don't know, common sense would be GW is telling them not to. Maybe.
1: Surely they just noticed a typo and rewrote half the article. That's what happened. It was an editorial (laughs) decision.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure that this didn't have anything to do with the fact that Mike Brandt commented on the Facebook comments of that article that we didn't tell you to do this.
1: Yeah
3: oh, you know strongly suggesting and telling is not the same Jeremy. Yeah
2: Yeah, strongly suggesting and telling but twisting one one's arm with uh, with lawyers might uh, might actually uh,
1: Listen, be doing that right before I got my knife wound it was strongly suggested that I hand over my wallet no one was forcing me to do anything.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. And honestly, if the guard codex ends up coming out like the 15th, that is going to be just hilarious
1: because of all of this. It would be very funny. It also would be really sad. I really wanted to play LVO (laughs) without guard. Uh, I'm
2: I'm 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 on the fence, but I probably am in the similar boat where I would rather continue to practice right now and just be in a position where I don't have to worry about the guard codex. Mainly because if the guard codex comes out and LVL says it's legal, there are so many things in that book that need to be fact, let alone the balance side of things.
1: Sorry, have- yeah, Francois, do you have no. the guard codex?
3: Yes, I do. <laughs> Does
2: it have
1: secondaries in it?
3: Nope. So
1: presumably you're using the nephilim secondaries, the ones that you can't score because a bunch of those. Correct, network. the keyword is not right. Yeah, like a yeah. whole bunch of stuff's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like three of the secondaries? Yeah, it's, like it's regiment versus
3: regimental. There's there's a bunch of... The, the keywords are slightly
2: well, different.
1: Well, there's no Vox in the... right. In the yeah, keyword. keywords are
2: wrong. Um, orders don't technically exist in the same way that they did before. Um, like, we're doing an internal scrim right now for Team Canada. And I had to put together my own fact because it was questions people asked I was like all right change this secondary to be this change the secondary to be this Kazakins can only do six mortal wounds per activation not with foot with overcharged lab cells not per unit
1: mm-hmm. because you know
2: for sure that people are going to be doing that at LVO if the book comes out Oh yeah
1: yeah
2: you know just casually here's killed. 18
1: mortal wounds I and mean, even if they, <laughs> yeah. it, if they have the same level of enforcement that they had for the rack stratagem last year it'll, they'll just do it anyway how many how many CP to reroll wounds again uh, it just depends, depends on 100%. who you ask which version of the book you look at, you know.
2: Yeah, if you happen to have an Italian codex. Sure. That's an old school joke. No.
1: That's a throwback.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> that's I'm just party. saying,
3: J- Jeremy, if the guard codex is legal for LVO and you want to run 18 sentinels, there's nine on my desk right
1: now. <laughs> there you
2: go. I will have <laughs> nine on my desk in about a, a week. 18 maybe sentinels, last.
1: three death strikes.
2: Do it. <laughs> How many death strikes do you own, Professor? Two. I've got one. Boom! Right, there we go. Three. <laughs>
1: That's the Broviathan this year, boys. Pack it in.
2: Oh, that would be so bad. The problem is, actually I don't think it's a problem. You don't need Solar to make 18 Sentinels hilarious. It makes no, it a lot better, just, but
3: the fact that they're 40 points is what makes them hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that I'm gonna have a lot of questions for guard people if I play them the entire time. That may or may not eat up a bunch of their clock time with their new book.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna be It'll like, be.
1: Hey, man, are you sure? You want to double check that that's that and not this? Hey, man, how are you scoring these secondaries with the wrong fucking keywords?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least Votan yeah. still have the secondaries in their books, so you can be like, hey, reference that. Demons and Guard ain't got shit in there. Well, demons, it's
2: the keyword that's wrong, right? Because it's Legionus Legionis Demonica now instead of just Chaos Demons.
1: Lead. Uh... Demons don't have secondaries in their book.
2: No, they don't have them in their book, but they're in Nephilim.
1: Oh yeah, sure, but those still work, right? Because it's all just like Chaos Demon, and they still have both of those keywords, so it's fine. The keyword changed. No, like their keyword is Demon, right? Maybe I'd have to go look at it again. Like they have the Demon keyword still, ostensibly.
2: Yeah, they do. (laughs) It's just that what they allow you to be taking is chaos demons not legionist demonica
1: oh yeah i don't fucking know bro that's above my pay grade i don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically it. It's, the it's a, it's like a demons too i'm down if it takes down guard everybody can go i won't play emperor's children if it'll take guard away like we do what we must in these trying times
2: anthony will just play his 2022 uh, lvo list
1: uh i would probably i would play Dru- if you could promise me that guard won't be at the event i would consider playing drukari I wouldn't do it, but I would definitely consider it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim. Sentinels being the same points as a Killican is hilarious.
1: Yes. It's a leadership on a Sentinel. They should let you take individual Killicans. It's
3: probably seven, like on most guard models.
1: They should let you take individual Killicans. Just like one dude. Not <laughs> seven. Yeah.
3: Classic human leadership.
1: It's a scary world out there, man. <laughs> Shit spooky. This
2: is true, Luke. The price is ten thousand dollars to get Anthony to play the army. But I believe that the That's army true. was I believe that the army <laughs> mentioned was uh, Imperial Fists.
1: For for ten grand, I'll play anything. I'll play whatever you guys want. Actually, we'll just make you play
2: Admech.
3: We'll make you play Siegler's
2: 2022.
1: Oh, Admech, that's
3: a
2: good Ten one. Ten
1: grand, you're the world's your oyster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's not even going to bother with Command Phase buffs just shove the army them. forward and lose. <laughs> yeah, but you got
2: to have like the stack that people don't know what's in it.
3: Oh, God, I hate playing against Admech for that reason. Yeah.
2: I will f- admit it. I, I try to make it transparent, and it's still like my opponent's just like, yeah, sure, you're, you can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you just say words in Admech Command Phase, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, that sounds real.
3: You just nod and smile and go, I have to trust that you're doing it right because I have no idea what is going on. An
1: opponent was fucking with me once and was like, I'm going to give them four-year-old wounds. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. He was like, because it isn't. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) I was like.
2: I mean, if he was playing the Metallica supplement and he had the uh, the lung. Yeah, sure. But it's not a
1: command phase buff, right? No, it's not.
2: Uh, but let's uh, let's let's have a moment of silence for the Scatari veteran cohort and the Metallica supplement also going away before Elvio, so Admac are gonna be even even worse of a position. Yeah, Off I know. Them.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I, I will not mourn for the admec. Uh,
2: nope. My poor rusty boys.
1: Good. Yeah. Hopefully they break. Not the models Good. themselves, but you know. In an ideal world. No one plays AdMech ever again.
2: i to think who else is getting... Oh, I guess no Cult of Strife supplement.
1: Yeah. Right?
2: That one's a little rough. That's a big one. But I will say that mainly... That a lot of Jakari players haven't been playing Cult of Strife lately.
1: Yeah, we have no fucking command points. What do you want us to do?
2: There's been a lot of Cult of the Cursed Blade. There's been a lot of Precise Killer's Test of Skill custom uh, cult.
1: Yeah. I mean, that you use what you can, right? Cult of Strife is really good when you have a bunch of command points. When you don't, it's like... Oh.
2: oh, and the one that I personally will not mourn is the speed wall is going away.
1: The speed, speed freak, speed mob. Oh, the speed was fun. That one was cool, and that fun. one
2: is so coin flippy into some armies where no, you're just like, was like, and...
1: that was never our problem, right? It wasn't out yet when before they got nerfed. It was never the no, army it, renown. It, it was still just... is
2: though. Like yeah. the army of renown, especially because they get access to wound re rolls now.
1: Just ones,
2: just one just ones yeah that's fine (laughs)
1: just ones it's Uh,
2: I've also been bad touched by that list more than a few times but thanks to our local will
1: yeah yeah speedball is fun that was the orc version that I played yeah it is fun Um, the
2: AOR going away is kind of sad but at the same time it also means that I think the only AORs that are still going to be legal is Coteries and Warp Meld Pact
1: Freeblade Lance and Disciples
2: Oh yeah, the, the, I'm thinking of ones that are outside of codexes. But yeah, disciples of Bellacore and the Freeblade Lance will still be because they they made the smart decision and just put those in the codex.
1: They should, um, they should take all the supplements out if they're going to take any of them out. Like Vile strife, sisters shouldn't get Bloody Rose.
2: Well, they don't get Our Martyred Lady.
1: Right. So why do they get Bloody Rose?
2: Because it's good till June for some reason. Right. <laughs> it should be gone. Uh-huh. And, like all, and, and and it's one of these things where like the. The content validity document also hasn't been updated so you could even not saying anyone should do this but you could even go ahead and say no the warp meld pack's not legal because it's not in there Ah! (laughs) it was never legal (laughs) yeah (laughs) because the the white dwarf came out and then nothing was and and then it wasn't updated
1: it'd be pretty funny if they updated the doc in like this like in like next week and it was just like everybody's illegal like nothing just back to your codex that
3: would be or they just move all the dates to July first. Yeah, that would also work.
2: <laughs> and honestly, that would. Yeah, and and Kelly makes a good point. Like the whole rotation was them trying to pretend that they intended to rotate Crusher Stampede out all along, not because Godfucker that was created by Ennis and a few other Tyranid players. It just was them. just. Oh, we've seen what that what happens when you do that. You just to go read the Goonhammer <laughs> Blunderdome articles. And no was... one has fun with it. Yes, it did.
1: So it's. Fun.
3: perfectly balanced
1: it
2: lost to pre-nerf harlequins
1: yeah it's okay
2: nothing won against pre-nerf harlequins
0: really
2: yeah who's piloting this list uh i mean there was a whole bunch of people who don't have a ton of experience that's also the point of blunderdome yeah that's fair but it turns out that if you just give someone nine old point cost void weavers and the three base luck die that army was not hard to play and unnerfed light and unnerfed uh, mirror architect your architect it's just like no nope. i hope you have 48 inch range guns that uh yeah that
1: ignore hip not bonifiers? even that
3: even that doesn't matter yeah i know <laughs> yeah i i played it a few times it was
1: something oh great every time Every time I shot Um, an Eldari player to death, that was like, Minecraft world. Oh yeah, shut up, die. (laughs) Enough with the fucking fate dice, I bet you didn't see this coming. Blam!
2: (laughs) Our first practice game where you ran that nine void list and I was running uh, Custodes that was like the peak of the meta at the time was eye-opening. Where it was just like, huh, nine bikes, failed to kill one void. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, the first
2: time... (laughs) And then tabled.
1: The first time I played against Custodes with Harlequins, it was like the end of a Viagra commercial where they're like, call a doctor if it persists for more than four hours. I was so excited that there was an elf (laughs) way to kill Custodes. Woo! I'd had enough. Yeah, so the LVO
2: meta, I guess, is more or less locked in unless the Guard Codex actually comes out on the 15th. Because I don't think it's going to come on the 8th because there's no way that they would do a pre-order then.
1: Yeah, like major, it would have to come out. New years. Yeah, right. The I th- I would love it if these world leaders previews were just gearing up, and world leaders made it, but guard didn't.
0: That, oh, that, that
1: that would, would be, be funny. funny. But you um, would
2: you you realize you would be obligated to play world leaders at LVO.
1: Would be fucking. I'm sorry in advance, Jim, if you're watching. <laughs> poor Jim. My poor, <laughs> poor commission man's. He
2: does great work. He
1: won uh, best painted single model this weekend. He did. His work is amazing. My Emperor's Children army, when it's all the Emperor's Children stuff, looks dope. But uh, yeah,
2: your army this weekend wasn't so great.
1: I mean, it was mostly the right stuff, but it was just like the uh, the like random like parts of it were a little more randomized. But yeah,
2: <laughs> your cultists were special.
1: Yeah, those those were like the second model Anna painted. <laughs> those are my beautiful boys, and they attend on legacy power. Your Admech cultists? Oh yeah, I mean, those are fallen <laughs> guardsmen, dude. They're doing what they can.
2: That's right, and that's right, everyone. Anthony plays with Admech models
1: sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> I do my best to break them. All right.
2: But, um Yeah. yeah so meta- what what is the meta at Ovio going to look like then?
1: Uh, fast shooting is better on frontline than your other usual options. Though melee gets to like poke their head out and breathe a little bit. Cause you can set up layouts, um, mm-hmm. for all the bemoaning, like if you don't win the defender, if you do as melee, it can be quite strong. Um, so that is a thing. Um, people say that fast shooting is good on a layout. They're like, Oh, well, on this layout, fast shooting really good. <clears throat> fast shooting is just pretty broken.
3: Just in general, it's good on pretty much every layout. Yeah. yeah, Except for probably
1: US Open, the GW train. No, even there it's great, because you're fast. So you can just cut the angle and shoot. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So, as it turns out, doing things without repercussions is quite good.
3: So you're saying Tau will win Envio?
1: I don't think there'll be enough good Tau in attendance to do it.
2: Yeah, I guess it's highly dependent on whether the, the current top plow, tau I think a lot of Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe Jack will be on tau then.
1: I think a lot of people will have brainwashed themselves off tau to be like, oh, well, what if this? And then they won't take tau, and then they'll get like lined off the board because they didn't understand or what the terrain was actually like. I think also uh-huh. the prominence of Tson's Flamers on UKTC terrain is going to scam the UK contingent a little bit. Like, that list is very powerful. It's a lot less good if you can't see your opponent. Uh, and if the defender you're playing against, like, slams the fucking no-windows-ruin in the middle and puts their whole army into it, you lose right then as T-Sun's flamers. Like, yeah. no recourse, you just lost. Um, which, like, Tau can get around by being fast. Yeah. Um, T-Sun's Flamers don't have that out. <laughs> They're also fairly low AP, being only two, without Ignore's cover. Mm-hmm. So if you're Armor of Contempt and stood in a fucking thing, then you're just, like, taking your armor save. I had someone shoot 18 Flamers at my Terminators at Coventry and killed two. Um, <laughs> it was just like, all right, cool. Um, it just... It's not worth it. Like you just it takes forever before I'm gonna fail save. And I'll CP one if I fail it, because I don't want you doing extra damage. <clears throat> and that's how I feel about that. Um yeah, it is very interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be so like we're gonna see lots of T-sons with flamers, because that's kind of the current hotness. We'll see some Tao. We'll see probably a lot of demons and a lot of other demon allied armies. CSM's definitely gonna be up there. Anthony has gotten whitewashed. There we go. <laughs> um what else is at the top of the meta right now?
3: Nids if people bring them.
2: That's true, actually. Uh Kraken Nids would do exceptionally well on uh on the FLG boards.
1: I think they'll be common. I think people will be playing them. That double flyer and build is fun as shit. So that double flyer and build was terrifying. Yeah.
2: I move 25 inches and charge you. Enjoy.
1: Yeah. Well, I ch- move 25 inches and charge you. Asterisk. Like terms and conditions may apply.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there are there are times when you roll three dice for your onslaught and you fail it twice in a row. Yep, that's true.
2: That is. I, I've done. I that. I
1: triple ones twice at ACO. It was uh, definitely a vibe. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Here's hoping he lives.
1: Yeah. Well, there's did that, so. the- could have been worse. But like.
3: Uh, the team event in Montreal, I did that. Yeah. It sucks, man. It's just the worst. Yeah. You just look at the dice and go, huh. <laughs> Guess I lose my turn now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need that. But yeah, I think the like the evolution of the meta will be interesting. I think a lot of people are assuming a lot of things about frontline terrain and not like without the practical experience for it. It's funny to see like the well, this is really good takes. So and it's like, well. Nah, we'll yeah, I'm also uh,
3: how different are the various tables? Like they, I haven't played on it, but they look fairly different They're from one to the next.
1: Pretty different, but there's a pretty similar like setup, if that makes sense. So like, if you're a shooting army, your goal is to construct a U in your deployment zone, where like the curved part is your backboard edge. That way, if anyone wants to come in, they dive into the you know the death box. Um, whereas like the in you're basically doing that in inverse as a more aggressive player now sometimes you get a gunline mirror and we get the good old-fashioned magic style who's the beat down and you have to kind of make that bet in player play step which is before deploying even so mm. that's the thing you're kind of navigating there um so we'll see with first floor blocking on a like a bunch of the more problematic pieces frontline terrain becomes fairly dense um, a lot of the like expectations of gun lines should probably get toned back a level. Um, but being fast as ever mitigates a lot of that, the ability to get around or over things um, can kind of break up that game plan. So it's hard to say like, you know, with any degree of certainty what that actually is like, right? Yeah Uh, because i've
3: never been to an flg event and i probably won't in the near future so i just i look at pictures sometimes
1: combined arms is probably the 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 ideal move right um Mm. which is not true of a lot of layouts oh look the terrain guidelines yeah (sighs) so this is the urban corruption and gothic ruins setups yep bearing in mind ruins doesn't seem bad uh Yeah, just again, these are player plays. These are not like the layout. I had like three people message me when this went up and they were like, how are you supposed to do anything on this? And I'm like, you're not you're <laughs> supposed to move the train around and then do things on it.
2: Yeah, this reminds me of the like, if, if this was an actual layout, this reminds me of those fold out train boards that were the rage for yeah. all of a month. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So. so. The things that matter is. Things with a star.
3: Yeah, which ones have closed windows?
0: An F. instance of F.
3: Yeah.
2: Yep. So you look here and it's just these two big pieces. Yep. But the nice thing about it is that if you look at... Yeah, I'm going to zoom in.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, can you...
2: There. Uh, if you look at like 1A, it has a very small footprint.
1: It also already doesn't have windows. It already
2: doesn't have windows, but like, even if it did have windows... Yeah. It's it's usable because you can just hide you can tuck in behind it. It's not like if that thing had the full platform like uh, yeah, one AF or one BF have where you're just like, hmm, guess I die
3: or I sit in terrain. Yep. Yeah, no, that's actually fine. I think.
1: Yeah, and yeah. again, you'll get to place these. So three checkerboarded pieces, mm-hmm. obviously, is much more effective than just like randomly set up shit.
2: For sure. And Gothic Ruins is very similar. The big ones that have windows on the bottom floor that have pretty, pretty wide things. But
1: uh, 1A and 1B are a little rough. They can be. A lot of those have most of their windows sealed usually. Just look at the table you're at when you pull those boards because it can vary. So like use your eyeballs, um, especially when you're picking attacker defender and you're picking your terrain layout. Like grab the <laughs> one with the windows. It's stupid yeah. that this has to be part of the setup, but like, it's a thing you have to do. So keep an eye and on. Yes, stuff Alex, like that.
2: This would mean that this arch is closed off for first four blocking.
3: Yes. Well, it makes the piece usable because otherwise, as soon as you touch the big plate, you're seen. Yeah, Right. because that's a huge opening. Uh, then we
2: have the orc settlement. This one we actually have a fair amount of experience on because there's actually a TTS mod for this uh, one that's fairly close. It's not perfect. But yeah, it's pretty close. That that. Yeah. The, uh, uh, I really wish that we had a few more, because I need to get some kind of practice in on this terrain before LVO or I'm going to be caught off guard. If, well, if, I,
3: I owned the Gothic Ruin set. We can practice on it.
2: Beautiful. Yeah,
1: if Frontline had moved just all the tables to being the Orc Settlement set, uh, I think they could just, like, be fine. This layout is yeah. actually fine. Having played on this one, just, like, all of ACO, basically... Uh, this layout's fine. The old Gothic ruin set sucks, in my opinion. I hate that set. Uh, I haven't played on Urban Corruption yet, though. Gothic Ruins makes me irate. I, I this one? Hate that board. Yeah, because the best way to use one AF and one BF is to turn them round in your deployment zone, and that's really annoying.
2: Oh, and just sit on it and be like, I'm in cover and you can shoot me?
1: No, so that if they're coming to you, they have to touch it, and then they're getting shot.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, then we have field base. What is this?
1: It's fine. It's two L's. And oh, they're... I
2: see that these are yeah. Okay, this isn't yeah. These seem kind of useless, but that's sh-
1: sure, well, whatever. The you have a bigger building on the A set for that one because yeah, they have like one wide uh, building. Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay, I see. So three B is like the three on that set is a bigger crate. Versus three A, which is a bit a smaller. And this grade. is similar to the orc one, where there's one that's in the middle. Yeah. That yep. gets moved. Yeah, it'll get shifted a bit. Makes sense. Notably, not floor blocked on those because it would be magic box. Yeah, a nightmare.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then we have industrial base.
1: Yep. Uh,
3: that one doesn't look great.
1: The thing to keep in mind is that 2A is obscuring, even though it's got the big fucking barnyard door aesthetic. So if you're not behind like, it, you're not getting shot.
3: That's something at least. But it does look like cutting angles would get easy, though. It's not hard,
1: yeah. but yeah, that set is rough, actually. I've never played yeah. on that set. Angles, uh, angles, awesome. oh, 5A 5B are obscuring as well. So I would hope fun. that those are obscuring. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this yeah.
2: is a Tau's wet dream in terms of getting angles quit on things. Well, yeah,
1: because it's all flat,
2: right? Yeah, and then we have old champs.
1: Old champs a little rough, but first floor blocking on one A&F. These also two.
2: Yeah. Figuring out first floor blocking on this one would be fun. What is the floor? Where's the wall? <laughs> are the
3: columns part of the wall or not? No idea. <laughs> yeah.
2: that's a conversation. Yeah, for you voted, the for the
1: judges?
2: We've got the Necron table, which is called Robot City. Yep. Uh, this is one of the ones that apparently is has a layout for it.
1: Yeah, this one's different, actually. I don't think this layout is right. This is different to what they posted in the article or not.
2: This is what's in the... I have the player pack open right now. So. Oh, okay. And then you have Urban. This uh, is be being
1: rough, but those with blocking are huge. Yeah,
2: because otherwise, you see the huge platform on these. They wouldn't really be particularly useful.
1: Yeah.
3: Well those look a little bit like the big triangular pieces that we use with the big plate, and if you don't close the windows on that, it might as well not be there. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: In general, the train is actually mostly fine now with uh with the first floor blocking. It's really not that bad. There we go. But well, yeah. Uh I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um it's not <clears throat> the layouts that I would prefer if I could play on WTC or even UKTC for most if not actually everything I would but we can mm-hmm. so that's the life we got
2: makes sense yeah no I think it it will be workable it'll be manageable um, It'll. St- I mean realistically a lot of us are going because of the people that are going to be there I'm going because I think we should actually have the full stat chat crew together for the first time
1: yeah, assuming Cliff doesn't have a random life event. <laughs> uh, poor Cliff. Poor Cl- Cliff has just got the worst, worst life event timing. Yeah.
2: Um, and then yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a closeout to the season, and then we get new pilot new new player pack, new points, new chapter approved, all of that data slate, and we enter into a brand new um the lame duck era of 9th edition yeah we kind of do because we all know it's the worst kept secret that 10th edition is coming this summer
1: yeah it' <clears throat> uh motivation from January through summer is going to be rough
3: just got to get as much
1: as going to be the on WTC
3: to motivate
2: yeah but the problem is is that the WCC could very well be played in 10th edition in which case all of the stuff on 9th edition is whatever
3: sure did, did did the captains vote on that i
2: thought they did captain vote should have finished because it closed on the ninth but the results have not been announced yet i see nice so who and, knows <laughs> yeah i mean the captains know sure <laughs> cool <laughs> we'll both
1: go back to our respective captains and be like hey so what's going on here just any any form of a hint an idea would be blink twice if we're playing. Yeah, thing. just let me know to what extent I have to put the recruits into shape. Isn't Hidar in chat? Hydar, you're a captain. What's up, bro? What are we doing?
2: Yeah, he's bitching about having to go to LVO for best infection demons, so he can uh, he yeah can let us in. Do we know what we're playing yet?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. And and when and, and when we're playing? Yeah, the when is the other big one. Whether we're playing in July or August.
1: Yeah. The uh. Having a go to LVO for Best in factions interesting. I'm curious to see if the ITC warps after this season. What ITC? The International Training Circuit, or whatever it's called, Tournament Circuit. <laughs> training Circuit? <laughs> it's just prep for WDC, right? That's what the ITC is? It's just oh, Training
2: it really Circuit, yeah. Although we have certain people who think that just being top-ranked in the ITC should guarantee you
1: a spot in the team. Mm, that's a hot uh, take if that, I've ever heard one Yeah, that's a take The team every year is just people who Photom rerolled the most Good job
2: Yeah, you find yourself with You find yourself last year with uh... <sighs> They're still keeping us waiting Great, alright yeah, just... Six carry players
1: Six Dracari players and then two Admech players the One <laughs> dude who picked up speedwall at the right time Right before Selection Yeah Yeah <laughs> um yeah uh do we want to go into questions or is there anything else that people want to talk about right now no i think questions is a real and good thing to look at let's uh do that do you want to do the plugs
2: <clears throat> oh god yeah i guess since we are in us i will do the plugs uh so thank you if you are still watching us you've been watching us for almost an hour now uh if you like what we're doing uh you can follow us like us subscribe to us on you can find this on youtube.com stat check um, if you want to support us monetarily and encourage us to do some of the wackier stuff that we end up doing, like flying in to a random event in New Jersey, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, And I think that's everything I always forget. There's always something that I end up that I miss when I do the plugs. And will correct me on this. I'm sure.
1: But the links in the description, click the things.
2: Exactly. Uh, so, questions for the week. Show questions. Let's see if the... Oh, God, it's already a nightmare in there, isn't it? it I'm sure
0: it's a good
1: <laughs> It always is. <clears throat> I try and I fail just every time.
2: Uh, all right. How quickly or easily will guard vape Angron off the table? Both. Yes.
1: <laughs> but then it gets to come uh, back and maybe... The cost of vaping Angron is that you didn't vape the Rhinos full of fuck that are coming in the other direction.
2: Or the Exalted oh, 8 oh, round yeah. that pregame moved to be 9 inches away from you.
1: Conveniently placed in a player-placed Ruin. That's all I'm saying. I play more frontline events next year.
3: <laughs> and that 16-inch move, when he comes back, that turn he's going to connect with
1: something. Uh If he comes back at full wounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if he doesn't come back. <laughs> if when he comes back at full the wounds, my ability's kind of cracked. Like... <laughs> That's a lot of wounds it to might go through twice. Much.
2: Especially if he comes back at his original position, because like, I think the way to balance it would be that he gets like shoved into the warp and you can
3: deep strike him, spend deep a strike. blood
2: tithe and then he deep strikes in the next turn.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: In which case, 9-inch charge.
3: Well, and, and if that's the case, remember that guard has that nice order for no deep strike within 12, so... <laughs>
2: oh, that would just be sad. I'm back. Where? <laughs> all right more seriously uh do you see more value in building lists for events that can take most of the secondaries or have the two locked in with one flex depending on mission or opponent
1: i don't typically think about secondaries in list building but i'm a big old heathen in the upper crust of the 40k community when it comes to that (laughs) you
2: definitely are with that one but you also look to make sure that you have viable secondaries at the very least when you build your army don't you
1: Yeah, I mean, I need to be able to do something during the game, but most of that is just, like, playing the game shit, right? I'm like, someone's got to stand—like, I have a category of shit for me that's, like, what people would refer to as, like, playing the mission. I call them shitters that stand over there, and it's, like, a little cluster of units that's, like, spawn, cultists, legionnaires, shit like that. Any of the troop choices in Dracaria that I took that weren't blood brides, like, that sort of thing. Um, they're dudes that go over there and they like raise banners or they rod or they fucking whatever but most of the time I'm team kill by secondaries like banners
3: and as I found out by playing a grim near less um, list this weekend with my votan you get in a bad spot sometimes and you end up having to take lay claims three times in a row but what did you score on that lay claim for your three games? 15-15-10 <laughs> All right, never mind. Turns on when you table the opponent, lay claims is not as hard as
1: it sounds. It's true. My th- sixth round opponent did not lay claim to anything except the afterlife. Hmm.
2: Wasn't that your fifth round?
1: My sixth round. That was the end right, of the All yeah, right, yeah yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were wandering around very early after that game.
1: Yes. As it turns out, tagging everything by bottom of one. Very nice.
3: Hey, listen, tabling the other guy is a perfectly valid strategy. One that I use all the time. Yeah, it is.
2: I mean, that's usually the banners plan raise banners on their corpses.
1: Yeah. yeah. Five and then 10, well, you know, five with upside. That's banners.
3: That's a totally legitimate plan. It's the opposite of I'm going to sit in my corner and not interact with you, yeah. but it's just as legitimate yeah. and way more fun.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also not uh, like lose less, which is good. I also don't think it's win mm-hmm. more. I think that's badly used term in 40K. Uh, That is what people who are trying to sit in the corner and do nothing (laughs) will tell you that something like banners on their corpses is is a game plan. They're like, oh, it's win more. It's like, no, it's I tabled you, and now I don't just lose also. Uh, (laughs) And thus I win. that shit sucks when you table someone, and you're like, well, I took engage and this and that. You got fucking (laughs) eight points on three secondaries and couldn't win.
2: And the Necron player scored 40 on his. Yep uh all right anthony we understand you used to play wow to an extensive state and are one of many who used to be addicted but got out of it it's true what is it about wow that is so addictive for many and why are so many people thankful for when they stop and look back at it uh what expansion in class slash spec
1: i'm not super like thankful that i stopped i just happened to find 40k so that like worked out right but um wow for a lot of people i think provides a community of people where there may or may not be one like for me You know, I always had, like, martial arts and stuff growing up. But I met people that I, like, engaged with and connected with more through WoW. Uh, Some of the people that I met playing WoW literally saved my life. So, like, the community aspects of WoW are a lot more important to the experience of playing WoW than the game itself, right? Like, the the game itself is fine. Like, WoW is the the worst game you play for the most time, uh, usually. Like, that is probably the best way that i could put it up until they put havoc demon hunter in the game that's a design masterpiece and other people should fucking take notes havoc demon hunter is beautiful um but in general it's a really like it's a well put together thing and i just was not i was running into time constraints and issues making raid consistently and for as much as i was trying to play and that's like my interaction with the game like, I don't have a way that I can interact with WoW that doesn't involve playing it for 20 hours a week and still enjoying mm-hmm. it, right? Much like how I couldn't play 40k casually, because I would show up to a game with an army that I liked playing, and someone would be like, God, I can't believe you took Terminators and Chaos, so broken, and I'd be like, oh, ah, go away. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, same uh, same thing.
3: For me it was eve online but everything you said resonates yeah yeah for it's... me it was aeon
1: yep it's the same people thing. more than it is the the activity right
3: yeah
2: as my and as uh, so kelly was commenting about uh, when their raid group broke up is the same thing when my uh when my guild and aeon started to started to fracture because a couple people quit the game i lost interest and also quit the game
3: yeah and to that i think that 40k friendships because you're interacting in real life with the real person in in the physical space at least for me makes it easier to develop connections that go beyond just talking about 40k
1: yeah very commonly yes i like i definitely had a unique wow experience like my me and my friends that i rated with we would meet up pretty frequently um so like i know those people really well um but that's not the case for me i think for most people it just represents yeah. some form of community interaction and for nerds that can be a bit rough right like often as a unit us nerds it's sorry for interaction
0: yeah and
2: i'll admit like right now 40k is my community
1: right 100%. yeah
2: for better or for worse but right now mainly for better i end up doing crazy things like flying down to a tournament in new jersey to hang out with people <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: I wish I could have gone there. Yeah, it was fun.
1: I'm sure, you can. It here. was a
2: lot of fun. I I definitely want to go back and do it again next year. Uh, if, I imagine that it will probably happen again, just maybe at a different location.
1: Yeah, yeah, most likely. Uh,
2: um. All right, that's a question for Innes, which we will bring up next week. Uh, which European player coming to LVO is going to lose to Liam Hackett in the final? Sadly, Liam Hackett will not be at LVO.
1: If Liam was going to LVO, I would put money on him to win, just because he's a fucking stud.
2: But well, that would mean winning War Masters, winning the WTC, and winning
1: LVO. I don't think you can beat that. If there's a person alive that can do that, it is Liam. Um, yeah. So, or Eric, but Eric doesn't have aspirations like that. That's not a thing. Eric's happy to just be better at people on other avenues of life, um, but not height because he's my fellow short brother. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I think that there's a lot of ways that LVO can go. I'm very interested to see how it breaks down this year.
3: But speaking of European players, Vic is going and you're rooting for
1: him. Yes, that's true. I will also be rooting for Vic, but I'm going to try and give him a bunch of bad advice in the lead up to LVO and just be like, no, bro, trust me.
2: <laughs> I know the terrain better than
1: you do. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I know you had a bunch of experience on the terrain, so come listen to me, Vic. I'm actually going to be Ready? recording Fireside with them tomorrow listen to their next episode you should listen to them anyway because their voice is real good nice but fireside 40k is amazing have you ever told the rhino story here i think so i mean vic told it on his podcast he like okay just go listen to fireside yeah he played me and then like flexed about it on his show it was fucking nuts (laughs) um so yeah
2: Uh, Alright, which army should I focus on for the next season? Finish collecting finish collecting, and play Leagues of Vodans, start
1: a Harlequin's army or start a Drukhari army? Just play Leagues, dude. It'll teach you good fundamental 40k. Just go table people and take your, like simple, functioning secondaries.
0: Yeah,
3: but also, one of those is very much not like the other two. It's true. It is very true. Two of them
2: are Trixie armies and one of them is a very simple shove and face and kill.
1: I don't think elves are Trixie. They just have more tools to play the mission.
2: Sure, but people like calling them Trixie and yeah. it makes them feel big-brained when
1: they play them. Yeah, I think that's
3: Slightly more unforgiving is maybe a better way to... I don't even think that's
1: true. You have 400 units. If three of them die, who cares? Fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, although, if you happen to shoot something to death before your Hawks have shot, then that's...
1: Yeah, well, that would be them. like shooting something to death before your Reaper can charge. That would be fucking trolling. Yeah,
2: that's never yeah, I happens.
1: can't imagine that, <laughs> that would ever happen to anyone. Yeah. Especially not a, a top-ranked ITC player. I'd be throwing... You have to be in the top 10 to be top ranked, right? So, Yeah, I guess you do. All right. Um, all right. Hey, guys, coming back
2: from a GT, how do you guys like at how a particular unit performed if you're determining if it was an under or overachiever? Do you try to look more at how well it did that it was supposed to do, or more a gut feeling when you see that a unit on the table in tough situations?
1: Um, I look for consistency in role more than I do, and, like, my use of it, right? Like, was this really good, and how often did I use it, right? If I just use something wrong in, like, six of six games, I'm just going to take it out, because, like, that's not getting better, but, like, that's me, and I have a bunch of experience. That's not necessarily, like, a broadly applicable rule, but I know at this point in my, like, 40k career that if I go to a tournament and misuse something six games straight, that's not, that's not going to get used correctly in the seventh game either. Like, maybe we should just not use that particular piece also often a bit of a side thing if you have to work really fucking hard to make something work it might just not be that good um and that's okay there's a lot of stuff that's like that but and
3: on the flip side just because something performed well one time doesn't mean it's actually good sometimes you just get lucky
1: yeah that's true too like Francois's list this weekend
3: <laughs> sure fair. <there. laughs> Listen, I'm actually not gonna play it again. See? <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, that's fair. You need the Grimnir, don't you? I you do need the Grimnir. Not having the Grimnir felt so bad. Yeah,
1: you're like, all right, I'm gonna use my two strat. Ah, fuck. My one strat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and since I don't have a big event before the fingers crossed, uh Thousand Suns and Flamers combo gets a little bit less oppressive, then I can bring the Grimnir back.
0: Easy yeah
1: just wait yeah just wait
2: all right anthony are you planning to go to adepticon 2023
1: no that is an event i will never attend
2: even if they make significant changes
1: uh maybe if they do but most likely not because you can stay with nathan i could or but you won't i could go to a better event that doesn't involve going (laughs) to the midwest (laughs)
3: Well, it's also the same. That's the one that's the same weekend as Oz does,
1: right?
2: Yeah,
3: it is.
1: Oh yeah, then I'm like super so you not go. going. That's like mega. Yeah, I already knew the answer to this
2: because I was like, no, no, and Nathan, Anthony, and Nathan are are coming up to see us.
1: Yeah, there's there's no world where I go to Adepticon in a world that I can go to, like basically any event with other of my friends at it. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would be like GG to go suffer major that I get to run. Yeah, I would like to go suffer for three rounds on terrain that people have just collectively gaslit themselves into thinking is okay to be worth showing up for. No. All right. Uh,
2: This is actually a good question. How do you deploy war dogs to go second, but still take advantage of their speed for CK secondaries and denying primary on GW terrain? You don't. I I don't think you want to play CK on GW terrain.
1: They're actually okay, but you don't do that. Like, it's a pressure game, right? You just deploy on the line and... I don't know that you, like, flat deploy, like, across the line, but a lot of the layouts you can, like, manage angles to an extent. If you have 13 dogs, you're not hiding, though. Mm -hmm. If you're doing 110, you could be like, shoot this big guy and nothing else, that works, but... Yeah. It's a pretty binary army now. Knights are taking hits. They're pretty, like, out of favor again now.
3: Yeah. Uh... Um there's any amount of Voltan anywhere... Knights are just a no-go.
2: Their
1: defensive profiles just aren't commiserate with the offensive arms race in the game. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they and they rely on things that a lot of armies are starting to just be like we don't care about.
1: Yeah. High toughness and invulns? Lol.
2: Yeah. <laughs> here's ignore invulns and here's a whole bunch of high volume attacks. Or just uh, auto wounding. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, how to tech for guard with
1: crons? Uh, you can play guard. You can play WTC and not get paired into guard. You can. No, I'm out. Kleenex is a great brand of tissues that doesn't hurt your nose too much when you cry.
2: Yeah, I guess plasma particularly rough. Yeah, yeah. plastic into into flat into a three wound models
3: is not a fun time.
1: They're four damage, aren't they? No, they're three. Oh, they're three. Is that up a... Yeah. Are you, you just sure? don't
3: supercharge the, yeah. the The big tank, the new one, the Dorn is damage four. Oh.
2: Yeah. But the regular William and Russes
3: are two, overcharged
2: to three. Word.
0: Why do I think it was
2: uh, four? Probably I probably saw the Dorne statue. Yeah, if they were four, they'd be even more insane.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking of something else. But yeah, it's not good. Also, your Catan getting erased by Caserkin is funny. Oh, that's just uh-huh. sad. <laughs>
3: That banner is a bit much,
2: yeah. You just
1: lose them. It's like, all right, cool, thumbs up, thanks.
2: Uh, and then for Anthony, how would you go making an aggro
1: cron list? Um, Annihilation Legion. No, I want the pregame move, right? So I'd probably like, I'd probably play like 15 raids, 18 score packs. I'm just working that could be fun there. And then just play like a bunch of Chronomancers, no king, and like as many Locusts as you can fill in the gaps there with. Yeah, I think that's about it. Do we have any uh, questions in pins that we just like never went back and answered? Uh, that's a good question, actually.
2: <laughs> uh oh. Well the, the first pin is uh Valence. I really want to get good at 40k Chaos Knights have been a blast but I'm at the oh, point where God, I start to damn it win games <laughs> rather than herder roll dice to move my max movement forwards. Yeah. We talked about that last week or two weeks ago I think. I think cool. it was last week. Um we've already talked about that. This one actually. Uh I'm not understanding what his question was. Talking about, it was a pin one. It was Paul's question from back in November.
1: Oh, he was talking about the scene being healthier in the UK versus in America because that was a thing they'd said. Uh, I think I've expanded upon this since then, um, but just in general, like things are just because they have the UKTC and very regular events. There's like a. Much higher exposure rate to the players at the top in the UK, so you get people that are like my first like, like every opponent I played at the UK TC like put me on a clock. Like I wasn't like oh yeah we should use like a before I even got to that point they were just like bloop I was like oh okay I don't have to think about this like that is
2: much better than the I would like to play a clock and then you know hand waving the yeah it's just for me I want to make sure that I play at a reasonable pace so that they don't feel the pressure of the clock like. Uh, a good example of that is uh round one, my opponent clocked out and he got really, really nervous. And I was like, no, no, I'll give you five minutes. I'll get and we have 30 minutes left on my clock. Right. I'll give you 10 minutes and you can, you know, just play out what you can for those turns. Right.
1: Yeah. So like
2: but, like not having to have that discussion and just looking down and seeing a clock is
1: great. Yeah, people slow roll saves if it matters. Like there's a lot of, like the it's just like healthier, like the like the like you know, like regular folks there, I guess is the best way to put that. I don't know. Like the less experienced players? I don't know how to describe (laughs) this. Like the people that I played in rounds like one through four, basically, that I would expect normally not to be very like savvy veteran tournament players were. Or they had the behavior as such, right? Um, The expectations
3: better. Tournament etiquette.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like people were more accustomed to things. Um, That was my experience there um
2: hidar has the i think has the right order
1: uh, alliance open hidar TV, everywhere else yeah Hydar can talk more shit about u.s events when he doesn't start them one and two
2: <laughs> all right hidar you can't go uh, one and two day one of lvo yeah or else anthony will never listen to you again
1: yeah figure it out last time he got smashed by some nerd playing jukari who's only good when he plays them so all right, this is kind of interesting. Uh,
2: so the Grey Knight player that did well at Mythicos was a former War Machine Hordes player. On stream with Ennis, we saw him pull out some War Machine Horde movement widgets for precise movement. Do you think this is a thing we could see happen in the future?
1: I mean, you can, or you could just measure before you move the model, and be like, I need a this on the charge, and you can make yeah. your life much faster.
2: Like and like for pylons and consolidates and all of that, like you get one of those one, two, three inch tokens, and that's all you need.
1: Yeah, I think that. If people, when you overfocus on precision in 40k, the game just like explodes. So, you have to play with like a, like a vague, not like a entirely vague, like some level, of like understanding of what you're trying to do as you're doing it, rather than being like, wham, this is what I'm doing because this, this this like it just, like explain to me what you're trying to do, yeah.
3: That's my problem with TTS, right? Because often in a, in a combat, you can just say, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. And with my Paladin consultant, I can do it. So you just do do it, right? But then on TTS, people will go like, well, I have 20 models and then one at a time, they'll drag them like three inches. Exactly, not 2.9, not 3.1, exactly three. And it's just that kind of over focus on the exact measuring gets weird.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's why most of us play by intent and we'll make it clear that we're playing by intent is like, this is how far I have. Yes, I can measure a precise distance here, but like, this is what I need. This is how, how I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to futz around with models too long or I'll play oh. a five-hour game.
1: Yeah, I'm And
3: like... for the love of God, if you're planning on charging before you move your model, measure the entire distance so we don't have to argue about how long the charge distance is.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I make a point of that. I basically say like a really good example is Zerk's coming out of forts my fort is 12 inches away from you three inch disembark, five inch move i'm four inches away
1: four inch charge yep Mm. one can hope that we'll see you know that remain the way things are played right like hopefully that doesn't go anywhere um but brian has a point like just double check right like when you're moving it is important to be accurate the difference between landing a six inch charge and an eight inch charge is massive uh pay attention so yeah, for sure. Uh all right. Uh <laughs>
2: Alexander the Greek Anglizos says Admuk won AdMec won the New South Wales or NSW, I can't remember. I think that's what that stands for. New South Wales, yeah. Uh Masters Australia and Tau won the Queensland Masters in in Australia. Is Australia good or bad? Disgust. I mean Australia is clearly good. They won yeah. the WTC this year and they're and an Australian won the uh singles won the war masters so yeah. they're so the, really the question is is australia
3: the best or not Not are they good or not yeah <laughs> yeah they're good uh, there's there's no discussion about that
1: yeah the i mean sometimes weird shit wins like it is what it
2: is yeah sometimes good players pilot a list they get some level of luck in 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 pairings uh and that's the game Uh, and then the last bit is, and I think only Anthony can answer this, because neither of us have been to Elvio before, is what is the Elvio 40k friendlies like?
1: I have just no idea. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, is that like the doubles? Is that like, what is that? What part of Elvio is that? I have no
2: idea. This is why I ask, because you've been to Elvio. You oh, may yeah. have encountered I have someone who played in them. Just no idea. There's a doubles
1: that happens. I'm like, yeah. that's cool. But it and also the happened... RGT
2: on the Sunday.
1: Yeah. I was playing in like last year I was playing in the like all the days. So I didn't really like the LVO experiencing. I didn't really do much of.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh last call for questions in the chat. I'm going to scroll back, but I don't see much in here. Do 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 do. do, do. Someone keep me occupied while I look through this
1: um <laughs> talk to me chat say words and things oh is Lim here is that Lim? That looks like limb hey Lim. um can you tell that someone funny.
3: in chat wants zerk's coming out of other vehicles like rhinos you can't do rhinos but you can do sagittars and the 25 zerk's and five sagittars anthony that's a funny idea M- i like it maybe
1: they meant Rhinos like world eater berserkers.
3: Oh, world eater berserkers! Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> look at you, just defaulting to votan scum. Yeah. Oh, no, Tim's got up. It. Yes. All right, two good I've questions, and we'll
2: round things up. Uh, Ella Wizzle asks, can you tell from the stats if there are any units which, when included, visibly increased win rates? I can tell you right now that I wish I had that kind of data, but I skim lists and then just put in facts factions. It's very hard to actually look at
3: the incorporation of data sheets. You would need an army of data people to collate that.
1: Or a a really, really good scraping tool.
2: Yeah, a really good scraping tool would be one of the things. um, There are some people that are working on similar things that maybe we end up being able to do that. Like a really good example is because of how War Scrolls work in AOS, if you go and look at what they've done there, there's actually some really good data on the inclusion of War Scrolls and how they all work. Uh, so that will is actually really nice um, Being able to do that with 40k would be amazing um, but yeah, and then uh, The next question is team USA and team Canada updates. I guess I can give an update for team Canada I'm the trainer who doesn't know I'm the coach uh, one of the three members of uh, I Guess an informal executive between uh, the captain assistant captain the coach. I've been doing most of the training side of things and focusing on selection so right now we are coming to A Close in our selection process. We have 32 players that are currently vying for 16 spots Uh, Team Canada does things a little differently than other teams We actually select a team of 16 which then train together and then from that a team of eight is selected to go to uh, the WTC proper and the reason that we do a bit of a larger pool is uh, one it helps build up people for future years and also because it uh, means that we have subs readily available if something comes up, a family emergency or someone gets sick or life comes up so that they can then come and travel to the WTC as a backup player. Um, but yeah, we're coming to the close of that. We're currently doing an internal scrim. We just finished scrimming against four other nations. We've played against the USA. We played against Northern Ireland, Austria, and Greece. Uh, and then we're now doing an internal scrim where we I made four teams of eight players to all just run heads at each other and try to see where they are at. And Francois is playing in that right now.
1: What house did you
3: mm-hmm. get, Francois? Uh, Slytherin. Nice. And I have a feeling that Jeremy did that on purpose.
2: <laughs> when I was so, I, I gave each of the team names a, a house from uh, from Harry Potter. And yes, when I looked to see which, I went, looked through each one of the teams and decided which name was the most appropriate. So, like a good friend of ours, Tim Dietsch uh, is uh, in Hufflepuff because he is the Kindest, softest, most agreeable individual you could ever meet.
1: What did Sam get? Uh,
2: Gryffindor. Yeah, Sam is Gryffindor because he's a goody two shoes. That makes sense. Uh, well, listen,
3: team slittering has a little serpent mascot that we imported onto TTS, and we can bring to, to, to the tables with us. Nice. We also
2: have some TTS dice that uh, that you yep. can use. I think, and we has- have
3: banners with the Slithering logo on wow, them. Oh, you guys
1: went hard! Hell
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah one member of their team was is uh, is pretty good with computers and was just like by the i think it was by the end of the day that the parent that the team had been announced he had put that all together and posted it in the chat and i was like all right that's cool
1: nice oh that's a good question
2: yes i was gonna get to that after anthony gives us an update on team usa because you are involved with that
1: i am it's true uh nothing really new right now we're just playing scrims and doing stuff uh i need more info to work with before we can really make more changes there's no real nothing's changed yet it's just dudes doing stuff uh nope. nope. hi may be joining us Paris I... for this year so that's cool oh that's very exciting yeah he's I he's an amazing player he finished second in war masters if i remember correctly second in War masters he's won a bunch of team tournaments in spain i also fucking love him as a person Having him as part of the ship is cool. But yeah, keep an eye on Team USA social media stuff, namely the Facebook. We're doing announcements as things come on.
2: Nice. All right. Lim does ask the best question possible. Yeah, when is Canada and the US scrimming us then? Oh, get in touch with me. Reach out to me on 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 Discord or Facebook and get in touch because I'm more or less coordinating all of them. Yeah. Uh, we're playing Scotland next in January, so get in line after that.
1: Yeah, just message me, Lim. I can coordinate that whenever i'm in charge of it for usa so but um this
2: this question down here is the best question that someone could ask
1: if you guys could change one thing about the wtc faq what would it be selfishly i would change the ruling on incessant disdain for emperor's children as that is quite clearly i would assume and across most formats played as being able to move six inches with characters uh because it matches exactly what other stratagems of its ilk are like the custodi swan um that's like the main thing but that's like very selfish because i want to play emperor's children um Mm -hmm. i don't really have anything else most other stuff in the fa the WTC faq is like stuff that i'm constantly like yeah and i'm like telling other events that they should be doing um so yeah that's that's it for me
3: yeah, I love the WTC FAQ. And even the parts that are a little eyebrow raising where you wonder where they got the idea of putting it that way. At least there's a clear answer, which I right. like, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, I can't think of anything out of that comes to mind because having lived in WTC land for most of last year and then much of this year, it's it's mostly very common sense on the rulings. Um, there's there's very few head scratchers and there's a lot of make the game enjoyable for people. Um, yeah, I
3: guess there's the reanimation having to be in coherency of an existing member uh, the, the, the model that feels a little weird because like, it's fun to string an objective, but yeah, no. I mean that's nitpicking for me.
1: I like that you can't move tower more than you get to move tower already. Go away, Brian. <laughs> um. Pivoting around based infantry models for free is a bit weird because it does matter, right? Like line of sight is important. Mm, yeah. So pretending yeah. it doesn't is kind of weird. It matters, but it also means that you're not keeping track of it. Then. Yeah, it, I would actually prefer yeah. the world where we're not keeping track of it personally. So. Yeah, going yeah. forward, we'll shake up a lot. Actually, Saberathus us yeah, of course. I cool. mean no changes to the wtc for me ever are like initial knee jerk reaction rages uh i usually prefer to give that thing time to yeah. sort itself out cuz there's actually a team putting effort into it as opposed to gw stuff where stuff happens and i'm like what are we doing yeah
2: and i will say that for anyone who doesn't know lim is one of the two guys who are going to now be in charge of the faq along with jay Middle code, I guess I think it is yeah. the guy from Mohawk, really cool. The Mohawk miniatures, yeah. Um, the two of them are, are taking charge of the FAQ and, and rules questions. Uh, you know what? So long as you guys maintain uh, recep and being receptive to feedback, I got no issues with the direction that you take on this because I trust both of you in inherent- implicitly in uh, in your rulings because you both are have very level heads, yeah. So, should be good. Jay, I had the experience of, of him judging at the, at the WTC this past year, and he was nothing oh, nice. but fair in all of his rulings. Uh, and Lim, well, I got to, I, I, I didn't meet him, but I got to know him through both the Enter the Matrix episode and also through the various questions they would ask at captain's meetings at the WTC the days of.
1: Yeah, he made a joke about that on Enter the Matrix, where he was like, I'm not going to ask any questions. And then they started the captain's meeting. First hand went like, up.
2: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, go to hell. You are not ever, ever going to manifest that energy of bringing back, removing the wall FAQ and bringing back the GW2 engine. Wall FAQ
1: might be the best thing WDC does besides the event itself. Yeah. Uh, no,
2: the best uh-huh. thing that they have is the requirement to play by intent. Oh, and yeah, sure.
1: openly. Yeah. That is the number one. Fair event. enough. Yeah, the sportsmanship enforcement's a big deal.
2: All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. We're at the,
1: the hour and a half mark. Uh, anyone have any closing no- notes? No, I have to just scroll through the thing to find our outro music. So bullshit with chat for a second while I do that.
3: Thanks for giving me a whole five minutes before uh, of warning before I came on the show.
2: That
1: was great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us with five minutes of notice. What a hero. Francois, the people's champion, even if he's not notable. Yep,
3: that's me.
2: <laughs> you find it? I got it. Goodbye, All right. Good night, everybody. everybody.